Um, this story is, uh, it, it, I, I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> it's, it's distressing to say the least. We've talked a lot about supply chains. We've talked a lot about, uh, I think there was big issues around different ports and things. Remember the Vancouver port had all kinds of problems and stuff like that. Well, I, I, I didn't realize we had this big of a problem when it comes to this. There was a recent survey done. Uh, the World Bank Container Port Performance Index, it's called. It's a mouthful. I get it. But basically what this is, is a survey of the world's larger ports, okay? And then they rank them in terms of efficiency. One through 348 in this case, okay? Uh, St. John came in at 233. Not good. Not good. But listen to this. Remember they're ranking one through 348. Guess where the port of Vancouver came in? 347th. I don't know what was worse than the port of Vancouver, but there was only one, um, which is, you know, that's one of our major ports, right? That's our largest port in this country. And it's awful. It's the second worst in the world. Holy cow, what happened and how can we fix it? Let's chat with Carlo Dade, who is director of the Trade and Investment Center at the Canada West Foundation. Carlo, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yep, always a pleasure to be here. This sounds, I mean, tragic. We're second last in the whole world at the largest port in the country? Yeah, it's uh, it's not surprising to those of us that are deep in the trade file and the trade infrastructure file. And it's not just the port. So the World Bank rankings on container uh, traffic and the port efficiency are a quantitative indicator. So they actually look at wait times um, for entering the, the, the area of, around the port, the first dockage, and the, the time to push off when when all things are done. So that's a hard number, but more troubling, if you look at the World Economic Forum, their survey of perception of quality of trade infrastructure, a decade ago, Canada was in the top 10. Now we're ranked 32nd, right above Azerbaijan. So it's not just the ports, it's the overall quality of where we get two thirds of our living. Two out of every three dollars we make in this country comes from moving goods in and out. And you look at the problems we're having with trade infrastructure. Yeah, you're right to be worried. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, now, is this a relatively recent phenomenon or how long have we been this bad? I mean, is this something that's just come on quickly or has there been a long, slow decline here? So the port ranking, I think the World Bank's been at it for three or four years. But the World Economic Forum rankings, part of their global competitiveness rankings, go back much further. And as I just mentioned, it's been a 10-year decline. When we had the Asia-Pacific Gateway Initiative, when the country was focused, all levels of government, long-term vision, everyone coming to the table, long-term plans, we were ranked top 10. When we got away from that, we started slipping. And nowadays, again, 32nd. Um, we rely on trade three times more than do the Americans for their GDP. Half again as much as Australia. And yet, while they're investing and focusing on trade infrastructure, we're looking at other things in this country. How do we fix this, Carlo? Can we fix this? What do we need to get started on? Sure. So, as I mentioned, the long-term planning 
uh, national planning is the key. The European auditors did the study. They were looking to figure out how the EU did compared to other jurisdictions in terms of infrastructure, trade infrastructure, and transport infrastructure planning. They found that they weren't doing too badly. But for us, what came out of their study was that Canada, of all the countries they surveyed, Canada was the only one that didn't do long-term planning. You can't fix one element in a system like the ports or rail if you're not looking at all the other elements right. and assets that are linked together. It's a fool's errand to try and fix it, but yet that's what our political system is designed to do. But it's starting to change. Uh, we're seeing some hope on that, uh, especially from the premiers um, who are fixing this on the agenda for the Council of the Federation, and that means national planning, long-term, permanent private sector input. Australia does it. The UK does it. Heck, even Malaysia does it. So it's simply a matter of looking around at what our competitors are doing and adopting international best practice, which we haven't done. But the premiers are starting to push in that direction. They need the federal government to get on board. Is that what's going on here? Correct. It's the private sector knows the problem and knows the solution, as do the premiers. Look, this comes from 10 years of research here at Canada West, 10 years of convening and talking to our global trade competitors and looking at international best practice. The premiers have been listening. The private sector fully understands this. The issue is the federal government. They want to fund every class of infrastructure, housing, social infrastructure, green infrastructure, but they refuse to think about funding the infrastructure that pays for housing, the infrastructure that pays for the social projects they want. Um, until we get the feds to move, um, it, it's going to be a struggle. Is that happening, Carlo? I mean, is, is there any movement at all on that front? So with the feds, I don't, uh, I can't say. Yeah. We're with them every month. We're pushing. We were just talking with Dominique LeBlanc staffers yesterday, as a matter of fact, and they didn't seem to get it. But the Prairie provinces are moving. So you heard recently that there was a memorandum of understanding signed between Prairie transport ministers. They're focused on getting together and doing long-term planning on the prairies. So you're starting to see, really, the provinces at least doing what they can on this front. Good to hear somebody's on it. <laughs> we need to get to work. Carlo, thank you so much for bringing this story to our attention. Thank you. I appreciate it.